thank God for our choir. The scripture has been read. I want to read one, a few verses again, verse 17 through 19. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Amen. Since the first Sunday in October, I've been in a preaching series entitled Verses. And this is my last sermon in this Verses preaching series. And during this series, we have talked, and I have jokingly said, this is not Motown versus Stacks. <laughs> this is not Puffy versus Dr. Dre. This is not Fred Hammond versus Kirk Franklin. Praise God, this was not Shaka Khan <laughs> versus Stephanie Mills. Some of y'all will get that later. Let's pray for sis. But today, this is gratitude versus ingratitude. Lord, use your preacher. Make us grateful. Make us appreciative. Make us thankful. Your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Gratitude versus ingratitude. Among many things, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, our Savior and Lord, was known for asking questions. You spend time in the New Testament in general and the Gospels in particular, then you have encountered Jesus asking questions. On more than a few occasions, Jesus was encountered asking men and women questions. Jesus asked questions that were courageous and convicting. Jesus asked questions that were probing and penetrating. Jesus asked questions that were thoughtful and theological. Jesus asked questions that were helpful and Jesus asked questions that were opportunistic 
and open ending. Jesus was known for asking and raising questions. According to this New Testament text, Jesus once again is asking a question that is righteous, reflective, and open-ending. Having healed ten men of the debilitating disease of leprosy, Jesus is curious concerning why only one of the ten has come to express gratitude, appreciation, and thanksgiving. Jesus, as he is making his way towards Jerusalem, walks through a narrow path between Judea and Samaria and encounters ten men suffering from the debilitating disease of leprosy. We don't know the names of these ten men, but according to the text, one of the ten was a Samaritan. As Jesus encounters these ten men who are suffering from leprosy, these men have the audacious courage to ask Jesus to have mercy on them. Jesus, because he is who he is, does not deny their requests, but providentially extends mercy by giving them direction concerning their healing. Jesus does not heal them immediately, instantaneously, but Jesus puts their faith in him to the test. Jesus tells these men to travel and show themselves to the priest and they would be healed. And true to his word, these men make their way to the priest and while they are walking, they are being healed of their leprosy. And having been healed of their leprosy, nine of the men go about their business but one man is so appreciative, grateful, and thankful that he cannot go back to business as usual. This man returns to the presence of Jesus, expresses his appreciation, gratitude, thanksgiving, falls at his feet, and expresses his gratitude, thanks, and appreciation for what Jesus has done. Watch Tapo, like this one man had the humility, amen somebody, to come back and say thank you. We, like this Samaritan leper who was healed, ought to be humble enough, appreciative enough, grateful enough, thankful enough to make our way back to where we are from and express our gratitude thanks and appreciation for what Jesus has done. 
If the Lord does something for you, you ought to express your appreciation to God for what God has done for you. If the Lord heals your body, you ought to be thankful. If the Lord wakes you up on Sunday morning, I wish I had some help on. If the Lord allows you to make your way up and down the highway, you ought to be grateful. If the Lord gives you options of places to go to eat, you ought to be thankful. If somebody thinks enough of you to invite you and doesn't ask for you to pay your fare, you ought to be thankful. If God raises up friends for you, answers your prayers, makes ways, allows you to see a milestone anniversary, you ought to be thankful. While we ought to be appreciative, grateful, and thankful, sometimes we are like the nine. Preach, Pastor White. We don't mean to do it. We are sometimes just absent-minded. Sometimes we just get caught up in resuming life as usual. Sometimes we get a case of amnesia. Sometimes we just take the goodness and intervening power of God for granted. And while we ought to be grateful, appreciative, and thankful, sometimes we are like the nine. I wish I had some help on this Sunday morning. Let's be honest with ourselves, Watch Chapel. Sometimes we are not that one Samaritan who is appreciative, grateful, and thankful, but we are in the company of the nine who take the goodness of God for granted. We don't mean to be ungrateful. We don't mean to be unappreciative. We don't mean to be unthankful, but sometimes we just forget to say thank you. Maybe we don't just take time to say thank you. Maybe we just take the goodness of God for granted. Maybe God has done so much in so many ways, we just, come on, talk to me. But as we read this New Testament text, this Samaritan man, a leper, has been healed, teaches us something about appreciation Gratitude and thanksgiving. And on this Sunday after Thanksgiving, where we ought to have Thanksgiving every day, can I preach this? Let me remind somebody, Thanksgiving is not just one Thursday out of the year. Thanksgiving is every day we experience the goodness of Almighty God let me help somebody. Maybe I'm just going by the Holy Spirit, Dr. Johnson, rephrase and retitle this sermon, How to Have Thanksgiving Every Day. Maybe that's the message somebody needs to hear on this Lord's Day morning, this first Sunday in Advent. How to have Thanksgiving every day. This Samaritan teaches us how to have Thanksgiving every day. 
What does this Samaritan teach us about how to have Thanksgiving every day? This Samaritan expresses his appreciation, gratitude, and thanksgiving to God because Jesus responds to his request. This man is in a colony of lepers. Lepers are not allowed to traffic and intercourse in larger society. If you are a leper, you are living in the margins of society. You are not allowed to go to work. You cannot come to worship. You cannot interface or interact with anybody until you are hopefully and prayerfully healed. And these lepers are together in a small group of leprous colonies. And they encountered Jesus providentially. Had the Lord not been walking the way he was walking, they would have never encountered him. And they have the audacity to ask Jesus to heal them of their leprous condition. And the Lord says yes. Jesus responds to their request. He doesn't respond by healing them immediately, but he responds by giving them something to do that will lead to their healing. And church, we ought to express appreciation, gratitude, and thanksgiving to God because he responds to our request. How many of us have ever taken an issue to God? And God responded to our request. Let me preach this to the real folk in here. And we are like these lepers. He doesn't always respond by immediately, instantaneously healing us of what we're going through. But sometimes he'll say yes immediately. Sometimes he'll say wait. Sometimes he'll say no. Or sometimes he'll give us guidance and direction so he will say yes to our prayer. Sometimes you and I have asked God for more money, and he said, I'm not going to give you more money, but I'm going to give you a part-time job, or I'm going to put some common sense in your head so you spend less, save more, and invest more. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Sometimes you want a new boo or a new bay, and you don't really need a new boo or a new bay. You just need a new you, and God God works on you, God works in you, God works on you, and it ain't that they are new, but you are new, so you can embrace the blessing that God has already gave you. Can I preach this word in here? Sometimes the Lord responds to our requests in ways we don't want him to, but that are good, that is good for our growth. So this man expresses appreciation, gratitude, and thanksgiving because Jesus has responded to his request. Not only has Jesus responded to his request, this man is appreciative, grateful, and thankful because he has experienced the fruit of his faith. Make it plain, preacher. Jesus tells the man, go show yourselves to the priest. 
Lord, have mercy on us. Go show yourselves to the priest. And while they are walking by faith, notice Jesus did not heal them right there. But they are healed as they are walking to show themselves to the priest. And by the time they make their way to church where the priest is performing his priestly functions, they look at their hands and their hands are new. They, they have the ability to talk again. Their, their fingers are new. There are no blotches on their skin. There are no challenges with their appendages. But they have experienced the fruit of their faith because they have been willing to walk by faith. Let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. Sometimes we ought to express appreciation, gratitude, and thanksgiving because we have seen the fruit of our faith. God wants us to grow in our relationship with him. And sometimes in order to grow us, mature us, develop us, and get the best out of us, God has to make us walk by faith. If God does it immediately, instantaneously, all the time, in every way, you and I will be spoiled, infantile pygmies in faith who have never grown, never matured, because we've never had to walk by faith. But as you walk by faith, somebody help me preach. God will grow you, God will mature you, God will purge you, God will develop you. Can I preach this in here on this Sunday morning? God hadn't turned God's back on you. God ain't saying no. God is just challenging you to walk by faith. And as you walk, you got more joy. As you walk, you experience peace. As you walk, you learn tenacity. As you walk, you learn how to pray. As you walk, you learn how to forgive. As you walk, you learn how to reconcile. As you walk, you learn how not to discount folk. As you walk, you learn how not to give up on yourself. As you walk, you learn to close, draw close to God. As you walk, you experience the fruit of faith. So when you arrive in the presence of the priest, your hands are new. Your feet are new. Your testimony is stronger. Your heart is more fertile. Your joy is complete. Your faith is strong because you've experienced the fruit of your faith. God ain't a Coca-Cola machine. It's the place of Pepsi's born. Amen. God ain't a Pepsi-Cola machine. Just because you pay your tithe and press a button, just because you make your way to worship and praise, that doesn't obligate God to do what we want to do every way we want to do it. God ain't Amazon Prime. Sometimes God said, wait, because I got something better for you. You can't see it right now. I see the beginning from the end, the end from the beginning. I, I'm Alpha and Omega. And if I gave you everything you asked for, when you asked for it, you would be rotten. You would be spoiled. You would be weak. You would be small. But I've had to grow you. I've had to test you. I've had to mature you. And now. 
Well, he's grateful. He's appreciative. He's thankful because he's experienced the fruit of faith. Responded to his requests. The fruit of faith. But he's grateful because his background is not a barrier. What you mean? This, 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 this man is a Samaritan. We deduce that the other lepers are Jews. But this man is a Samaritan. If you read the New Testament and the Gospels, you know that Jews and Samaritans do not get along. Jews and Samaritans are persona non grata towards another. Brother Sam, I learned this a few weeks ago. Uh, Jews and Samaritans don't set horses. Y'all ain't talking to me. I've been in North Carolina 15 years now. Come on, talk to me. This man is a Samaritan, but a Jew by the name of Jesus. has not condescended him, has not discriminated against him, has not prejudged him, has not denied him based upon his complexion, has not denied him based upon his last name, has not denied him based upon his zip code, has not denied him based upon how he looks, but his background ain't a barrier. You want to know why I love Jesus? Y'all ain't talking to me. I love him because my background is not a barrier. This man can shout, can celebrate, can express appreciation and thanksgiving to God because his background is not a barrier. There are some folk who only want some folk in the room. There are some places you only get invited if you got the right look become a part of a certain organization, but praise be to God, we serve a God and Savior for whom our background is not a barrier. Every black person in America ought to praise and shout unto God, because we know something about a God who loves us in spite of us. Whether you're PhD or no D, your background ain't a barrier. Whether your mom and dad is together or not, the background ain't a barrier. Whether you went to Hampton or Howard or didn't been nowhere, your background ain't a barrier. Doesn't matter what you did last year, 10 years ago, your background ain't a barrier. Doesn't matter whether your parents went together or you don't know who your mama or your daddy is.
I'm on that. Some of y'all ain't gonna say amen. Don't let them know you. Ain't no shame, honey. I'm running for the Lord. I'm running for Jesus. Amen. Amen. I love the Lord. Come on now. Somebody said I switched on. If you don't have a church home, if you're not saved, if you don't.